arrogant and immature response from 16 Illinois state lawmakers. If Illinoisans need any more evidence of the utter disdain that progressive members of the General Assembly have for Illinois voters, here's the email Illinois Family Action received from 16 state representatives in response to our voter survey, which is sent to all candidates running for state offices. And I quote, Dear Family Institute, Please accept this as our response to your candidate survey. Then they copied and pasted a meme that had accompanied an article on IFA last year that compared the policies of the Democratic Party to some of the policies of the Nazi Party. Then they signed it, yours truly, Representative Jonathan Carroll, pronouns he, him, his, Representative Kelly Cassidy, pronouns she, hers, Representative Daniel Dydek, pronouns he, him, his, Kelly Cassidy again, pronouns she, hers, I guess she's just that important, Representative Sarah Feigenholz, pronouns she, she, moi, Representative Ann Williams, pronouns she, hers, Representative Will Gazzardi, pronouns he, him, his, Representative Bob Morgan, pronouns he, him, his, Representative Sam Yingling, pronouns he, him, his, Representative Jennifer Gong Gershowitz, pronouns she, hers. Representative Aaron Ortiz, pronouns he, him, his. Representative Delia Ramirez, pronouns she, her, hers. Representative Anna Moeller, pronouns she, her. Representative Maurice West II, pronouns he, him, his. Representative Lamont Robinson, Representative Emmanuel Chris Welch, and Representative Robin Gable, end quote. This was the entirety of their response. Take special note of Sarah Feigenholz's gut-busting pronouns, that is, moi. It would be fascinating to know whose idea this was to mock conservatives who oppose the trans ideology that has resulted in the sexual integration of the private spaces of children and women. Not only have progressives run Illinois into the moral and fiscal ground, resulting in the sixth year straight of Illinoisans fleeing Illinois for less blood-soaked pastures, but they're juvenile to boot. According to the Chicago Tribune, quote, Illinois' population decreased in 2019 by an estimated 51,250 people, or 0.4%, marking the sixth consecutive year the state has lost residents, according to new data from the U.S. Census Bureau. Since the turn of the decade, Illinois has lost more residents than any other state with a drop of about 159,700 people, or 1.2% of its population, end quote. Yes, the 16 silent Democratic state reps and the rest of their gang of Dems who can't shoot straight have done a bang-up job of running Illinois. While IFI's readership tends to be conservative, not all of our subscribers are, and our voter guides are disseminated to a much wider audience than just our subscribers. We print 60,000 voter guides, and many more thousands are accessed online. Could these maladroit Bush League leaders be ashamed to acknowledge their positions on issues? Nah, we know they have no shame. We also know they care more about leftist ideology than about morality, compassion, fairness, equality, inclusivity, diversity, the fiscal health of Illinois, or the Constitution. No one with a moral compass, an ounce of compassion, or a true commitment to fairness, equality, inclusivity, and diversity 
would pass a law that allows for the extermination of full-term humans in the womb whose mothers deem them unworthy of life. Here's a reminder of the accomplishments of these silent 16. They increased their own salary. The average total cost to Illinois taxpayers equals more than $100,000 per lawmaker for part-time work. They passed the most radical and expansive abortion bill in the country. It repealed the partial birth abortion ban, allowing abortion through all nine months of pregnancy for any or no reason. They passed a bill that legalized the use of recreational marijuana by those 21 years old and older, provides low-interest state loans and 50% discounted license fees to released inmates to open marijuana stores, and puts dispensaries and marijuana farms in high-arrest communities. They doubled the gasoline tax to $0.38 per gallon, plus a percentage increase every July 1st, They passed an upcoming ballot question on whether to repeal the state's flat tax in the Constitution. If voters vote yes, these same taxpayer-gouging lawmakers will decide the actual tax rates. They substantially increased vehicle registration and driver's license fees. They passed a law allowing inmates to vote and established a polling place at Cook County Jail. They legalized same-sex faux marriage before the Obergefell Supreme Court decision. They passed the Equal Rights Amendment, which removes all protection for women in over 800 federal laws by removing legal distinctions between the two sexes. They passed a ban on counseling for minors who experience unwanted same-sex attraction and or gender confusion. They expanded gambling. They passed a law prohibiting Illinois police officers from cooperating with federal immigration officers. They increase the minimum wage while companies continue to exit Illinois or choose not to come to Illinois in the first place. They gave voting rights to non-citizens, and they passed a law requiring private corporations to track and submit to the state government the number of members of their board of directors who self-identify as a different race or gender than they are. These are the same lawmakers who took umbrage last year when IFI dared to compare principles that animate the Democratic Party to principles that animated the Nazi Party. Since they're part of the calumnious cancel culture, they responded by proposing a resolution in Springfield to ban IFI and IFA from Illinois' seat of government. Can't have anyone in the Capitol who says anything anywhere that leftists don't like. No siree. Apparently, they can't see the irony in their tyrannical response to IFA, which looks remarkably like the tyrannical responses of other tyrannical regimes. One of the signatories to the childish email just sent to IFA, State Representative Daniel Didick, ludicrously accused IFA and IFI last spring of being, quote, purveyors of hate speech and of attempting to incite violence against him and his accomplices in Springfield. Between 2013 and 2015, Planned Parenthood received $1.5 billion in taxpayer money. Does the government's subsidization of Planned Parenthood slaughterhouses constitute government facilitation in human slaughter sufficient to justify a comparison to the Holocaust? Does the Democratic Party platform's commitment to keeping human slaughter legal bear any resemblance to the Nazi Party's commitment to legalized human slaughter? Someone should ask Didek and 
his compeers, specifically how the Nazi government's planning and oversight of the extermination of a group of innocent people based solely on who they were constituted a grievous moral evil, while the governmental legalization of the right of mothers to order the extermination of some or all of their children for any or no reason throughout the entire nine months of pregnancy does not. Someone should ask the mod squad of 16 if the government-sanctioned extermination of 61 million and counting innocent humans in the womb is less evil than the extermination of 6,000 Jews in the Holocaust. How is the dismemberment, skull-crushing, brain-sucking deaths of humans in the womb less evil than the starvation and gassing of Jews and Romani people? How is the extermination of defective humans in the womb less evil than the slaughter of people deemed life unworthy of life? Didek believes the comparison of the slaughter of the unborn to the Holocaust constitutes an, quote, incitement to violence, end quote. So what if we call it a government-sanctioned genocide? Would that be better? Or would that too constitute an incitement to violence? If so, what about if we call it murder of the innocent? You see, assent to Didek's obviously manipulative, dishonest tactic would require no one ever refer to abortion as evil. He's wrong. Our comparison is not a call to literal arms, as he claimed it was. It's a call to figurative arms, that is, bold, unequivocal speech and political action. Mr. Didek, or any of the others who are too arrogant to share their political positions with those whose votes they seek, should be asked to define hate speech because it appears that by hate speech, he means moral propositions with which he disagrees. If the product of conception between two humans is a human created in the image of God and endowed by his or her creator with unalienable rights, chief of which is the right not to be exterminated, then the formal position of the Democratic Party is evil. Saying so cannot logically be called hate speech. Well, I guess every constituent of the silent, scornful 16 will need to call him, her, or zer to ask the 8 to 10 questions these public servants refuse to provide to IFI for our voter guide.